I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Hope you're doing awesome. Today, we're going to talk about marketing hacks to do right now during the crazy, weird time, but really any time. But I think you're going to want to like take a mental set of notes as we go through some of this, because this is going to be really, really actionable stuff to make you money, to get you unstuck. It's going to be awesome. And you can use this anytime, of course. Um, but man, I got to, if, if you can muster up the courage to go through and start doing this stuff now, even with the uncertainty in your market, uh, you're going to be really, really happy with yourself. I can smell it. I can smell the bounce back. I can smell the bounce back coming. And uh, I want you to be prepared and positioned for it. Uh, and really all the businesses I'm working with right now, there's it's almost like a line in the sand. You got half the people kind of paralyzed. They're, they're not trying to be, but they're just depressed and down and stressed and, and freaking out. And so the lack of action is really going to hurt them when the market opens up and goes crazy. They're too scared to put recruiting ads out. They're not building their team because there's so much uncertainty. And that's a mistake. It's a mistake. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, you're going to look back and be like, dang it, right? Because there's going to be so much opportunity when the floodgates open. And really, for a lot of areas of the country, the floodgates are already starting to open. I have many businesses that are having their biggest months ever, even in spite of all the stuff that's going on right now. Uh, but regardless of all that, let's talk about marketing hacks. So I'm going to start with some foundational stuff. One thing that you need to do, especially when you have downtime, it's easier to do, is to work on building your network. So it's easy to say stuff like that, but I want you to think of it more tactically, right? So I want you to think of all the relationships that you have and all the relationships you'd like to have. In internet marketing, if you follow anything Russell Brunson does, he talks all the time about this concept called a Dream 100. And I've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, but do you actually have a list of all of the influential people in your service area, in your market, that you need to know? Because your network is your net worth, right? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. We hear all these quotes. Well, they're true. They really are true. Proximity is power. You want to know influential people. And it's interesting to me how we'll spend $100 to acquire a customer, let's say, and we call that a customer acquisition cost. Well, how much money would you spend to acquire an influence, an influencer or a relationship with an influencer? I call that an influencer acquisition cost, right? How, how much time would you invest to get to know the, the mayor of your town or the ch president of the Chamber of Commerce or to get three more big property managers to really know you on a first name basis? How many rounds of golf would you go play to meet the top three realtors in your market uh, or other big uh, business owners or prominent people? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you to do it in an organized way. So this can be done, the way that I did this in my company was just with a simple spreadsheet. It's like a Google Doc and you sort it by industry. And it starts with data mining, right? If you wanna build your network, you gotta do it in an organized way. You can shoot from the hip and just be a really friendly person and still do pretty good, <laughs> but you'll get a lot more leverage if you organize it. And there's there's really three key things that you wanna do when it comes to data mining. So you wanna have a list, uh, just to start off with the, 
the, the commercial side of people who are doorways to more work for you. And so that would be like your, um, your influencer list. You're going to have your influencer list of all the people. So you have the influential realtors, influential, I don't know, bankers, other leaders in your community, homeowners association, presidents, whoever, and you just gradually, uh, try to get a relationship with them. Doesn't mean you have to be their best friend. The goal is to be on a first name basis with all these people. So if you see them at the grocery store, they're like, hey, Josh, what's up? And you've heard me talk about all that. Uh, but the other type of list you want is a commercial uh, account data mined list. And this is a perfect time to do that too. So what I mean is you want to build a data mined list sorted by industry and target the most lucrative industries for whatever it is that you do. For me, we were obsessed with assisted living facilities. I still think these are amazing opportunities for people for a variety of reasons. But what if you had a list of the decision maker's name of 100 different assisted livings in your market? And what if you had the gatekeeper's name and email and phone number and address and all the data you need? And what if you kept an organized you kept organized track of how, when the last time you reached out to them was? What medium did you use to reach out? Was it a phone call? Was it an email? Was it a voicemail? Was it in person? Did you drop off an unsolicited bid? Was it a fax? <laughs> Some people actually still send faxes because um, no one expects it. And when someone actually gets a fax, they're like, what the heck? And you can have fun with that. So you're going to have a list of all the influencers. You want to have a second list or just a different tab on your network relationship Google Sheet, a different tab with all of the uh the different commercial contacts sorted by industry, maybe car dealerships, medical, assisted livings, etc. But then you want to actually try to figure out a list of all of the residential uh, neighborhoods that you want to target. This isn't really network per se, but since we're talking about data mining, what if you had a, uh, a database of the top 5,000 homes in your market? What if you did the demographic research, you sat down, did all the nerdy work to figure out average home value, income, marital status, all that stuff and, you know, location, and then you figured it out, right? I, I like to do this visually using a map. Uh, you can even use tools like what we have at Send Gym to kind of do this and just tag people. What if you had a list of the, the 1,200 homes that all met the right demographic uh, criteria, but they, you knew they all needed gutter cleaning because they're all heavily treed. What if you had a list of all the lakefront homes sorted and tagged by the name of the lake, right? Or all the golf course communities or just the exclusive gated neighborhoods, you know, Myers Creek or Stony Falls or whatever the places are called. What if you had all that data? Like what if that you just had that? It's so valuable. Think even when you want to sell your company, like it's so cool to have all this data. And it helps you in so many ways, but it helps you get really targeted on where you're going to market, who you're going to market to. If you had five to 10,000 know, perfect homes and you just relentlessly marketed to them over and over, your business would grow way faster than just running you know, generic shotgun approach marketing ads and campaigns to other people. So that's point number one marketing hack is focus on your network, do an assessment of who you know now. But put it in a list, put it like write it down. When's the last time you reached out to the, all the realtors and property managers and gatekeepers and all these influencers that are doorways to lots of work for you in the future? It will pay off huge for you. Uh, and then, you know, data mine, you know, commercial accounts. And then the last one to data mine is potential joint venture marketing partners. I don't really talk a lot about this, but it's something that we did, not a ton. Uh, back when I had my service company, but we do it a bajillion times now that I'm doing software and these other things, right? Uh, 
who are non-competing service companies in your market that you could do joint venture marketing with? Think about it. If you're a lawn care company, why don't you have a great relationship with the owners of all the carpet cleaning companies, the pest control companies, the window cleaning companies, the roof cleaning companies, the contractors, the builders, the whoever, because you're all serving the same people the same type of customer, but you offer different services. And there's tons of stuff you can do that's super cost-effective to market to each other's list or to just do joint venture campaigns. For example, direct mail campaigns. You could do an EDDM campaign where you had uh, your ad on the one side of the card, their ad on the other side of the card, but you target the same homes and split the costs. Uh, And there's like all kinds of different stuff you can do. But the bottom line is that you need to know these people. You need to have an actual relationship where they trust you and you trust them. And how does it start? It starts with data mining. Get a list. Put put a list together and start reaching out. You're not trying to make a million dollars tomorrow, but you're just trying to be friendly. Uh, My wife always says the best way to get friends is to be friendly. (laughs) I know that's really profound. Uh, but you got to actually do this stuff like like make time, push pause on the podcast, make your list. It's OK if it's messy. Make a 1.0 version and just start calling people and being friendly and saying, hey, I'm the carpet guy. You're a long guy. I feel like maybe we should get to know each other. There might be some opportunity for us to help each other. Uh, or another uh, way that Brandon Vaughn used to do it, his kind of script for doing this in his company, which is genius, is he would just simply reach out to these other companies. And his script went something along the lines of, you know, uh, you know, hey, John, we don't know each other. I'm a small business owner in town just like you. Uh, but a lot of our customers ask us, you know, if we recommend a specific plumber. Uh, we don't have a specific plumber that we recommend. I know that you do that. You seem to be highly rated online. I'd love to just meet you and see if, you know, if you're looking for more clients, maybe we could, you know, make you the guy that we recommend. Uh, but I'd love just to chat. Give me a call. It was something like that. Really simple, really powerful. Imagine if you had done that 200 times and you got 50 super quality conversations out of it, like how powerful that could be for you. Um, the next thing I want to teach you in terms of marketing hacks is how to create a marketing campaign, not just an advertisement. And this is a major problem with the people I see out there in home services is they do these little uh, ads, they run ads, they'll, they'll do a door hangers, they'll put out yard signs, they'll do something but none of it is cohesive or really set up as a true campaign. And I could talk about this topic by itself for five hours because I'm passionate about it. Uh, but you're making a mistake if you're not building campaigns instead of individual tactical ads. Uh, because all of the money, all of the big response rate, all of the real reward for you from marketing is going to come on the third or fourth or fifth or sixth touch. And so every campaign needs to have multiple touches and preferably be sent through multiple channels. And so you're maybe thinking, what the heck are you talking about, Josh? Let me give you an example. Let's say that uh, you just you need some work on the schedule, and so you'll do what most small business owners do, and you'll write an email, and maybe you'll even be nervous, because that's pretty common. People are scared to email their own customer list, right? Because maybe you haven't done it, and you think they're going to unsubscribe and get mad at you. That's a different conversation, but you send out the email. And then some people uh, respond and you book some work and you're happy and you think that that's awesome. Well, what you don't realize is that you've probably booked about 20% of what you could have booked if you had built a true campaign. So campaign has many different elements and components to it. Number one, it has multiple touches. So I have a rule with people I work with. I never allow them to send one email. 
and there's a shout out to everybody that's worked with me because you're like, yeah, yeah, Josh, I know. You never send one email. You always send a series of emails that build on each other. Uh, and then you couple the emails with other forms of communication. So for example, a re- here's an example of a really simple marketing campaign. Company A, they just send one email. Company B that does a campaign, they're going to send three emails along with three voicemails spread out a day apart. So three consecutive days in a row. And there's going to be a logical reason for these communications. Uh, and there'll be a unique special offer or call to action for that specific campaign. So those are the main differences. And if I write an email, it might go along something like this, like, hey, John, um, we noticed that you're due for another service. Um, and I, I can put that on my calendar today. However, I wasn't sure if you were a morning person or an afternoon person, and I wanted to confirm the time. I know you're busy. Don't worry about it. In fact, I'll leave you a voicemail as well in case that's a better way to contact you. Take care. Talk soon. And then in the voicemail, you reference the email. So, hey, I sent you an email, uh, but I know you're busy. Don't worry about it. Just letting you know that um, it popped up in our system that you're due for a service. I'm just not sure which day to schedule it. Just give me a call back to confirm we can get that taken care of. And, you know, if you don't have time, don't even worry about it. I'll reach out again tomorrow just to make sure you're taken care of. That would be the voicemail. And then the next day, the same thing would happen again. And the next day, the same thing would happen again. And you slightly vary the email and the voicemail. But it's very service-oriented. There's a logical reason why I'm calling them. I'm implying to them that I'm not going to stop calling them until they respond to me. I'm hitting them through uh, electronic uh, email or mail, also through voicemail at the same time. And it's more of a shock and awe, full-spectrum kind of approach rather than sending a one-off email because your clients are getting your email and they're like, oh yeah, I should do that. And then they, two seconds later, delete it out of their brain, totally forget, and they just get busy. But when you do it, like I'm saying, it puts so much more pressure around it. It evokes a much higher response and people rarely get upset with you as long as you do it correctly. And usually with a service business, it just means really framing it in a, we're trying to serve you an over-deliver type of way. Is that helpful? I hope this is helpful. I know I'm covering a lot of ground. I wanted to pack in just a lot of really juicy stuff this this episode. So let's recap. So build your network, right? Focus on who, who do you have relationships with now? Who can you add to that relationship Rolodex in the future and get organized and put it in a list? Now, when you have that list open, we're going to also create additional lists. We're going to data mine out all the perfect residential areas that you need to target, the neighborhoods, the lakes, the different type of home values and whatever. You're going to data mine out commercial uh decision makers through assisted livings or medical facilities or industrial or schools or federal stuff or whatever. You're going to make lists though. You're going to keep it organized. The person's name, their email, their phone number, their cell phone, their fax number, anything. You're also going to make a list of joint venture partners. These are other businesses just like you that provide other services that you don't provide, but they're serving the same customers. You need to know these people so you guys can collaborate and get creative and cross-market to each other's book of business. Super low-cost, really epic way to do that. And then uh, after that, we talked about creating a campaign, not just an advertisement. So never send a one-off email, send a whole series of them. And by the way, my example was really simple. Another example would be you know doing door hangers to 1,500 targeted homes 
but also blanketing yard signs to all the entryways and exits to that same area. And then thirdly, doing a geo-targeted Facebook ad to the same neighborhood, but making sure that the messaging on the door hanger and the Facebook ad all match the same offer. And that brings us to the final point, which is you need to create an irresistible offer. You need to create an offer. Most people don't even have an offer. They think that they do, but they don't understand what the word offer even means. You see, your service is not an offer. So if you say, I'll, I'll wash your house and it's 500 bucks, that's my offer. That's not an offer. That's just a service. And so the way to decommoditize your 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 services, the way to get higher prices, the way to increase your close rate, the way to really, really be effective with sales and marketing is you have to create an irresistible offer. And I'll give you a super quick breakdown on what this means. And then based on your guys' feedback, I can go really, really deep into this. In fact, one of the things I wanted to start teaching on was this idea of a value ladder and some of the internet marketing things like, um, and I know a lot of you follow ClickFunnels or Russell Brunson, and you see him talk about things like the Dream 100 and the value ladder and landing pages. And you're like, what do I do? How does this apply to me? And I can teach about that. There's a whole giant rabbit hole we can open. If you want to go there, I'd be happy to. Just let me know. You know, Share the podcast episode. Leave me a review. And uh, and then just send a, a message to the, in the Growth Vault Facebook group. You can tag me in a post or something, and I'll see it. And just let me know what your thoughts are. But creating an irresistible offer is basically when you deconstruct your service and explain it in a better but different way. So for example, company A, house wash, 500 bucks. Company B is going to explain and create all this extra value just by describing their process different and creating what is called a stack. So for example, really simplified, if I was gonna present house washing as an offer instead of just a service, I would say, well, Mrs. Jones, my recommendation is that you go with our ultimate luxury uh, house wash bundle. And what that includes is a variety of different services. It starts with our three-point plant protection program. And the plant protection program is where our technicians actually go around and we saturate the ground as well as the leaves on all the plants. And that's really in an effort to protect your plants. You know, the, the cleaner that we use is, you know, biodegradable, but it's very aggressive, which is why it's going to clean all the mildew and the mold off your siding. Uh, that that has a $300 value. Uh, that's the first thing you get inside of this package. The second thing you get is our, our blah, 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 blah service where we move all of the furniture off of your deck and your patio and we prep everything and we cover your electrical outlets with tape and we do all this stuff. The th that's worth $97. The third service you get is where we're going to do a full house di disinfectant, right? We're going to we're going to saturate uh, the exterior of your home in our proprietary cleaner and we let it dwell for this amount of minutes and then we do a full rinse, and it's amazing and blah 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 and there's a five-step process. That's a 497 value by itself. But then, you know, we're the only company in the in Central Valley that offers this last part. And it's where we do a 16-point safety checklist uh, upon completion, where we do this and we do that, and we check your downspots, and we do blah, 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 blah. And then, so the total value of this is $1,200. And uh, But because you're a new customer, uh, if we schedule this today, because we still are in the month of April, um, we can actually do this for only $649. Um, what works best for you, Mrs. Homeowner, mornings or afternoons? Okay. <laughs> I just did that totally off the cuff with no notes without anything, but I hope you understand what I was doing. Company A says, buy my house wash 500 bucks. Company B says, 
Well, I want you to buy our Ultimate Luxury House Wash Bundle, which includes five different distinct services for a $1,300 value, and you get it for only $649. And then I explain the whole thing. I, you show them how to make the beer. If you've heard me reference that marketing example, you show them how you do the thing you do, and you focus on creating the right type of proprietary language uh, to support it and add value, and you're stacking the value. You get, you get this, and then you get that, and then you get this, and that's worth this, right? But you only have to pay that. That is an irresistible offer. When you do that with a marketing campaign instead of a one-off, it's powerful. The results are not even close to the same, and these little tiny tweaks and nuances are really what can separate the big boys. Again, if you're getting value out of this, I would ask that you leave a review Make sure you join the Facebook group for the Growth Vault. It's a great community, really, really smart people in there, just like you, trying to grow their business. And if you want to hear more talk about value ladders and offer stacks and <laughs> all this weird sales stuff, let me know. I'd be happy to oblige. I just want to add value to you. I'm rooting for you. Take care. God bless. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on the growth fall.